All right, guys, welcome to the latest episode of The Heat Locker. Um, real quickly, we'll just shout out to our sponsors. So we're sponsored by Endless Combat. Those guys are one of the uh, one of our favorite Australian suppliers for all your jiu-jitsu training. Uh, they've, I'm just actually brought up their website here. So it's endlesscombat.com, and they've got... They've got everything you're up. They've, they've got ladies' tights, combat bra. They've got rash guards now in uh, ranked colors, which look uh, look super sweet. You're looking at 60 bucks AU, which is really good value as well. Um, if you use the promo code HEATLOCKER10, you'll also get a 10% discount. So go and find those guys, endlesscombat.com, and uh, yeah, see if you want to get some new training gear. And uh, well, our other... Not so much a sponsor, but we're we're obviously supported by Sydney West Martial Arts. We're currently sitting here in the sauna at Sydney West, and um, Sydney West Martial Arts is definitely the place to go if you want to learn submission grappling and you're in the the Sydney area, especially if you want to focus on your uh, I say submission grappling. So you really focus on the on the no gi side of things, um, not necessarily just that sort of points federation style of jiu-jitsu. Come and come and see us. We're out here in Penrith. And uh, we've got a really good, really good crew and a really good thing going on. So anyone that wants to come and train with us, come down and, and say hello, or jump on our our Facebook page or our Instagram page, and um, you know hit us up. So today, what we're going to talk about is shift workers. So I've got a, a buddy of mine. I've got one of my students here today with us. Um, I've got Christian. Christian's been training with me now for three years. Three years. Christian's been training with me for three years. Christian's a blue belt. He's um. He's 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 a guy who puts a lot of time in on the mat. He's uh you know a very good um very good jiu-jitsu player and you know sort of lives and breathes jiu-jitsu but also then has to you know do that horrible thing we all have to do where we've got to earn some money. And um yeah, Christian's a shift worker. I'm actually a former shift worker myself. And um so what we thought about, we might just put together a little podcast today where we kind of talk about some of the pitfalls that come up, some of the issues, and, and how to kind of train around it, because we've both been there and done that, and um, we know a lot of shift workers tend to gravitate towards jiu-jitsu training. There's um, you know, a lot of police officers, fire, fireys, prison officers, um, nurses, and then you know guys doing security. There's a bunch of people doing odd hours rather than just your normal sort of nine-to-five job or, or seven to three. And um, so we just thought we might have a chat today, and hopefully, if you're one of those people, this might make some sense to you. So, welcome, Christian. Thank you. He's a little bit nervous. He sat down and said, "Oh, this is this is my first time." And <laughs> I said, "That's not." I actually said, "That's what she said." But um, anyway, we'll move we'll move past that. Looking so, for the black couch. Yeah, yeah, we've got the black couch outside there. <laughs> um, yeah. So just a bit of background on me, guys. I worked um, I worked shift work. Well, I worked in uh, I worked in the prison system which um, just for those that are aware, it's the worst possible job you can ever have. Uh, only do it if you absolutely has to have to. Um, but it was shift work. Now, I worked in some parts where I was working shifts and some parts where I was working more days. But um, it can be difficult and it can be easy to, easy to allow that to dictate um, into you just not training and before you know it, you're going maybe weeks or months without actually getting on the mat and doing something and it's easy to kind of blame work. But we kind of believe that you can't do that it's no good for your mental health it's no good for your physical health and definitely no good for your jiu-jitsu progression so we'll just try and um you know talk about some of the pitfalls that come up and and then some maybe some strategies that we've used over the years to get through it so give us a bit of a breakdown on yourself um so i've been police officer now for 
eight years. Um, I suppose the first thing I probably want to say is that I'm not the best person at this. Um, you know, I was training with one of my good mates today, he's a shift worker as well, and training-wise, he's an absolute beast when it comes to um, to training around shift work. But I yep. suppose, as with all jiu-jitsu gyms, um, it's sort of more applicable time management and stuff like that because it's not that type of gym where you can just rock up any time you want. It's a yeah. constructed lesson. Yeah. So the planning ahead is probably the most important thing. Um, you know, the ability just to get up at, you know, 6 a.m. or, you know, whatever whatever time it has to be and just train as you please when it comes to jiu-jitsu isn't always possible and it's not possible in any gym. Mm. Um, because Do you the- think that's... I think, Nelly, that's also a benefit, but because... Because of the fact it's a structured time slot, it kind of makes you more accountable in making sure you make yourself available for that. So yes, if you're physically working, you can't do that. But it, if you've got an open-ended, say, a 24-hour gym membership, I find nearly you use it less because you're like, yeah. oh, it's there, it's there. And before you know it, you're like... It's almost too easy. It's too easy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Too accessible. You know, and just before we started, we were brainstorming a bit what we talk about. And I think that's the first point is that ability to plan ahead. Um, I mean, as I said, I've been... I've been a shift worker for eight years now. Um, and I should also say, guys, um, sorry to cut in on you there, but your, um, you know, girls that you've had relationships, a, a shift, uh, you've been in relationships with, are shift yeah. workers, so yeah. you've been in like a household where it's both yeah. um, shift workers. My, um, my father was a paramedic for 35 years, so I was around it from the mm-hmm. time I was young. So I, I think we've got a good sort of understanding on how, yes, it can definitely control a lot of what you do, but yeah, we can get around it. Yeah, um, and it's finding that mix, um, that mix between, you know, shift work and the outside world because, I mean, you know yourself how people get absorbed by that um, that whole shift work lifestyle of knock off at 6am and go and have a beer. Like, it, yep. never, it was never something that appealed to me. Mm. Um I, just, I think it's I'd a very go to bed to be honest. I but, think it's a very unhealthy oh, yeah. component of it. And we know how yeah. that snowballs. You know, mm. how many overweight police officers do you see? How many overweight yep. prison officers do you see? You know paramedics, that. um, you know, nurses like Nurses you know, are really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, with my grandfather, I was in hosp- like around the hospital for a good, you know, two weeks and I don't think I saw many skinny nurses I think some of the nurses are as unhealthy as the and, and this is not a um, degradation like I love nurses yeah. lots of friends we've got yeah. girls that train here who are nurses my training partner Abby. but yeah but uh, it's like they allow that lifestyle a lot of them smoke cigarettes a lot of them oh. drink uh, a bunch of alcohol is a big you know, one you know like yeah. we were even talking about outside of shift work what the effects of alcohol and I think shift work you know amplifies that because of the culture that is you know particularly with you know paramedics and and the police officers to a degree, and I mean even prison officers as well. There's that in-your-face stuff that you see sometimes, and you got to learn to understand that it's still good to have a like everything in moderation and all that stuff. But sometimes coming to jiu-jitsu for me after a hard day, it, it's the the effects of it are so much better mentally than going home and having a wine or yeah. something like. And I'm not claiming to be, like I said, I'm not claiming to be the best at this. I've had some really down times yep. and I've had some really really good times but I feel like I'm at that stage now where I've got that mix right um, I sort of don't have to think about it as much but I'm still not perfect by any means but yeah I'm well I think I think the first thing and um, and this is not designed to kind of shit all over shift working no. but uh, I've, I've, I've been recently reading um, 
Matthew Walker's book. And if anyone's listening and hasn't listened to it yet, go to um, go to either Audible, get it from there, or get it just go into iBooks on your iPhone and either get the Audible version or the the actual copy where you read it. Um, I think there's that many different self-help books and all these different books. I think if you only ever had to read one book, that that might be it because sleep probably is the most important thing that we do and probably is the thing that people understand the least amount and appreciate the least. It's kind of like, ah, you know, I can get, and and I'm not trying to make this a talk into a podcast on sleep, but it's very closely attached to what we're talking about, which is shift work and training um, around that. It's probably, you know, the three aspects that are the biggest thing is sleep. Look, I actually think it's the biggest part, sleep, because... There'll be times where, say, I finish at 2 a.m., you know, or sometimes I finish at 4 a.m., depending on the time of year. Sounds fantastic. I know, just brilliant. Um, I mean, I had a 3 a.m. start oh, lovely. long ago. It's good. Um, up at 1.30. Um, and I feel like there's times where I have wanted to come to the gym, but I've prioritised sleep because yep. given the nature of my job, I do have to be alert. Now, I'm not going to sort of beat my own chest here and say, you know, I'm, I'm some hero and I expect all these medals and stuff like that because... I'm not one of these blokes that wanted to be a police officer my whole life either. But I feel like there are times, and again, it's coming to this time management thing again, where I wanted to come to, say, the, the 10 a.m. class, but you know, I got up at 8.30, yep. still felt groggy, and I listened to my body. And I think that's, that's the art, is knowing when you can miss a session and knowing when you should be going. And mm-hmm. then if you can't go, you make up for it. You yep. know? And this can apply not to just jiu-jitsu, but, you know, to your gym workouts, I mean, I'm gonna say there's nothing better than jujitsu. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, good mates of mine are so much better at this. You know, they'll get up and they'll make sure they do it because they know how good it is for them. And I think yep. it's really important because you see too many times people letting their health go by the wayside when it comes to shift work and using it as an excuse. Um, what you've got to understand is, too, we have whole days off that other people n- normally wouldn't get. Yeah. Um, Arguably, sometimes they're used to recover, but you mm-hmm. know, it's about finding that balance. You know, sometimes I do come in when I'm a little bit tired, but I think there's a difference between I'm a little bit tired and I should go to training, yeah. and I've only had four hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't had four hours of sleep, you training that day is probably actually a higher likelihood of you hurting yourself. Yeah. You're not going to be as clear-minded as far as being able to retain information, yeah. and you're you you're also sort of putting yourself into that range of where you end up getting a cold, getting yeah. something that you wouldn't have got before. So I definitely uh, definitely believe if you, you know sleep has to be number one. Yeah. But there's still there's still enough time in the day to fit in stuff stuff outside of that. Yeah. But um, definitely people that are shift workers need to make sure they get that sleep. Like, I mean, if you're finishing your your shift. I, I, like me personally I think now like with the way social media is and it's just in, we're on it all the time I think you need to nearly have a rule with yourself that I just don't fucking touch that phone yeah. I go home and I, yeah. and I get into a dark room in a dark cool room is the key yeah. as well and I get some good quality sleep yeah. um, again I'm not trying to make this about sleep but sleep obviously goes hand in hand with what we're talking about if we're talking shift work and training so yeah. I um, but then there's a difference between you know I caught seven hours I feel pretty good It's, it's and yeah and I, I just have the morning off because I earned it or something like that. We managed to convince ourselves yeah. you didn't earn the morning off. You need, you should be going yeah. to training. And, and we know once you finish that session, you'll tell, you'll never think, oh, I wish I didn't come in today. Yeah. Like no, you right. never wish that. That's right. You know, like in, in, you know, endorphins are great things, aren't they? Like, yeah. You probably feel energized for the day yeah. rather than waking up sluggish and, and all that other business. I mean, um, I suppose 
another thing I probably wanted to touch on is the mental aspect of it as well. Um, you know, the endorphins that are released when you do train. You know, how good do you feel? You never come off a jiu-jitsu mode or even going to the gym feeling bad. Um, you might be sore and whatnot and beating yourself up because you didn't have a good day or whatever. But um, mentally, like, I remember I was probably three years in and I had a really bad knee injury. And it actually, looking back on it, it's probably what triggered me to do this eventually, but it just took a long time because you know what it's like firsthand um, in the Penrith area without slagging off other gyms the certain people they attract and things like that to you or I doesn't really appeal doesn't really work um, so I was very lucky when I met you obviously and I've never mentally felt stronger um, than you know at work outside of work since going to jiu-jitsu so I mean that sort of yeah is another reason for me to come and train all the time because it's gone to the point now where my own mother will say to me, you haven't been to training, have you? Mm. Or you haven't had a chance to train, have you? Yep. You know? And I, I, I laugh to myself because I'm like, yeah, I haven't been. Yeah. You know, well, it's, few days, especially, it's few days. especially as a male, right? I think, I think, and I've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm really sure that males still have, we still have obviously, like nowadays with society, we don't have to go and hunt. We don't have to, you don't, uh, male, female, little child, whatever, we all have the same ability to walk into a store and buy a, a piece of meat and some bread and, and feed ourselves. Whereas probably previously, more so, you know, especially in tribal cultures, the males would have to go out and literally either fight each other or fight off animals and hunt and, mm. and create some stuff. And, and I think there's definitely those genetics that are still left inside us. Yeah. And when we sit around and just let our bodies vegetate and do nothing, our mind starts to go a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no secret to that whatsoever. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we all feel that. Mm. So, but but then coming back to what you were saying about working in, um, especially working in an environment where you're potentially going to have to actually be involved in a physical altercation with someone, I mean, how, how not 80% of the people doing prison officer, police officer, any of those roles where you're likely to security guards, how they're not doing jiu-jitsu on a regular basis is nearly nearly malpractice. Like, oh. it's it might be the most important thing they can do as far as keeping themselves safe, even the people they're going to be dealing with. Like, let's say, as a police, how many times you and I have looked at videos of police officers oh. using totally excessive amounts of force yep. because they have no idea how to actually physically control and, somebody and i think it's just out of fear it's out of fear because it, they it's fear and a lack of understanding that, because they don't have an understanding of how to physically control someone like no, anyone who hasn't trained doesn't doesn't know how to do that yeah. it's something it's a learnt skill hmm. but if your job if if probably 50 percent of your job is physically restraining people you should really make a lot of your time in in learning how to do that skill yeah. so yeah. um and i mean i suppose this is all this is sort of dovetailing off slightly, people, yeah. Slightly, but I mean, it comes down to this whole thing of the need to train. Mm. Um, you know, and particularly in martial arts, I had to. Um, so I had my knee injury, and then um, I basically turned into a bit of a hip injury and stuff like that. I was couldn't get out of bed without feeling like an old man, and it got draining on me. Um, I got diagnosed with what was called um, adjustment disorder, which is a form of PTSD. I can't remember, but. Um, and the, the person who was clearing me, the doctor said, have you tried martial arts? And I said, no, nah, I, I just lift weights and, you know, clang and bang type thing. And I think it was probably two, two years later, you called me up. I put my name down on the Sydney West Martial Arts 
I think you were open a year then or something like that. And you called me up yep. and the moment you said you are a prison officer, at the time you were, I thought... Yeah, yeah I can't stress enough. I am no longer a prison officer yeah. and I uh, never want to be a prison officer sorry, again. Cut that out. Yeah. yeah sorry. Right. Um, at that time. Yeah. And yeah. I never looked back. Well, I think that puts people at ease, right? Because like you said, prison officers, it's um, people who are in law enforcement positions definitely have a, a can have a more difficult time going to martial arts academies as a general rule some of them were known more as being places where maybe unsavory characters yep. hung out yep. unsavory characters ran them yep. whatever it was you know yep. um i think those days are maybe changing because there's not there's not a lot of money in running a martial arts academy so and we've seen that around the area yeah they so they've sort of come and gone yeah. and i think the ability to maybe push money through or do things that I think it just those days are gone, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's, and it's improving the culture, yeah. you know. Um, <clears throat> I think so too. Yeah, you know, you see the guys that have come to our gym as a result of this. Um, yeah, yeah. And how they've changed as people, you know. Mm. They came in these big egotistical people. I'm not yeah. name any names or anything like that. From the outside, they're probably mm. nice people all along. Mm. But these are what these cultures bring in from other gyms. Yeah. And I, I sincerely hope that you know more people shift workers you know because it's not just the same for police officers prison officers all that paramedics don't want to be going yeah. to a gym where there's no. grubs hanging about mm-hmm. um you know nurses are the same yeah you know how many you know how many people from prisons get taken to hospitals i mean nurses you know? deal yeah, nurses yeah. deal with more cre- like crooks and crims and and shit bags maybe than than we used to in the prison that that because mm-hmm. you gotta remember at least uh, the prison's set up as a security-based area. The, the, the hospital's not. Yeah. But all those people that go to jail are also generally drug-dependent or they tend to be in hospital a lot more. They tend to be seeking a lot more things. So, um, you know, nurses out there, you should be doing some type oh. of training, 100%. If, if you're not, uh, like we're saying, for not, you know, it doesn't just have to be for the actual physical ability to defend yourself, but just that, that mental health that you're going to receive from it as well. Yeah, I've, you know... I can't claim to be a proper shift worker anymore. I kind of work the, I suppose, the, the good hours these days. But um, the nurses, like, you know, as I said earlier, my training partner, Abby, like, you know, she trains all night, hard rounds last night. And then she says at the very end, you know, I've got to go to work. Yeah. Yep. I'm not like that. You know? I take so, And I take my hat off to her. I She's think, another perfect example of, of yeah. just making it work and doing it. And she... She will tell you she does it because she feels so much better. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah. otherwise, yeah. she would fall into the trap that that a lot of the nurses fall into. They're they're out of shape. They're they're around sick people. They're becoming sick people. They smoke cigarettes. They're awake at horrendous hours. So the circadian circadian rhythms totally yeah. ruined. Yeah. You know, they're getting by on drinking Red Bull and V drinks and yeah. instant coffee and just you know just falling into that hole. And and she she hasn't and hopefully continues going how she has. But. Yeah. That's that shows some mental strength that maybe someone working in a normal seven or three job doesn't have to show as much. Yeah. You know, we've all got we've all got battles in getting ourselves to training yeah. because it is. I think we look for the path of least resistance, right? That's oh, why. That's why there's so many people out there that are basically dying. Like their bodies yeah. are just these big fat things that are just ready to give up. And you know the the epidemic, the uh, obesity epidemic is as bad as it's ever been. They're saying that children now are, you know, more obese than ever, ever before. Yeah. So, you know, it's not the, it's not trending better. It's trending worse. Yeah. And um, 
we look for the path of least resistance. You get, you go to work, you say to yourself, I worked hard today, I deserve to go home, and I deserve to have a few beers and, and eat whatever I want, have some takeout, sit on the lounge, watch TV, go to bed, get up, do it again. Yeah. It's no surprise why we end up being horrendously unwell. Yeah. And and unwell physical bodies generally also then tend to lead to unwell, you know, mental mental, ment- mental bodies and too. And I think having been there myself, like... I'm um I'm actually trying to put on some size at the moment, but I've been as high as 103 kilos when I walked in the doors at the old gym. I was 103 kilos. You probably wouldn't think about it, but you know, and I'm you know probably a little bit skinnier than what I wanted to be. But we were sitting around. Wow, the same that's crazy. Now for you know a lot of the time. I mean, right now you're about 83, 84. Uh, I'm probably 85, 86 now. I've, yeah. I've got a bit of Christmas weight. You know, it's important. Like I want to I want to advocate that too. It's important to have a good balance like I went away on, yep. on holiday with family and stuff like that and I enjoyed myself and mm-hmm. um, I think that's needed too yep. I'm paying for it a little bit now my lungs are going on me a little bit but we all know that comes back because I've gotten good at it I've gotten good at that ability to have a good balance and when that balance isn't right you need to have that ability to take a step back and go okay yep. what is it that's what is it that's missing here you know and normally for me it is that I need to go to the gym more Yep. That's, not, that's normally what it is. And, you know, people might be listening to this going, oh, you know, all this kid does is, you know, um, goes to work, goes to the gym. That's not the case at all. I've got other things that I need to, um, that I need to organise in my life. I've got a, a foster care police dogs. Um, you know, how many times have I used that excuse? I've mm-hmm. got to go home and walk the dog, but it's yeah. important to me. He does. He tells me he does dogging. Uh, I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up on Top Gear and they explained <laughs> dogging, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, apparently that's a thing. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah, look, um, there is going to be ex- there is other things outside of work and training. Obviously, um, you know, another big factor that a lot of people have is children. Like I, I have, I have so. a couple of little kids, and um, definitely getting that balance. The reason, the reason you should be making little people is because you want to spend as much time with them as possible and love them and bring them up the right way. Now, in saying that. If you're unhealthy and unhappy yourself, you're not going to be the right sort of person that that, that you would like them to be modeling That's themselves right. on. So, again, it's about that balance. You've got to just find some time. And what I say to people is this. So, people that, people come in here to the gym to train and they'll go, oh, I can only train one day a week. I can only train two days a week. And the first thing I think is, first thing I think in my head is bullshit. Yeah. But I don't say that because that's not fair. They just don't. That that's what they legitimately feel. They just it's just that they haven't been maybe explained on how they could work around it. Yeah. And I explained them. Look, what you need is routine. And ru- I cannot stress enough. Now, being a shift worker, routine very difficult can be difficult. But you just need to make your routine fit with the shift work. That you know, if you're on a night shift, your routine is you get you catch the am sessions or what you know whatever it is or you catch the pm sessions and then you go to work from from training for instance yeah, yeah, that's right. um you know you do a day shift you can't do the morning set whatever it is you set a routine yeah well i suppose i've got what the benefit i have is i finish work at four on, on a normal day shift yeah um and the gym's on the way home i bring my stuff to work i think that's a big I, key it's a big thing yeah i have stuff ready to shower yep. i don't have to go home mm-hmm. i mean not everyone has that luxury no Again, look we're pretty blessed here i i've seen it yeah. firsthand now yeah. at other gyms yeah and we are extremely blessed here but it's about making the most out of what you have and yep. if you go home i've done it i don't used to do it and you will not come back once you sit on the lounge even you give yourself that moment your, your mind goes i'm gonna sit here i'm just gonna flick the telly on 
it's been a hot day, I'm just gonna sit here. You grab a drink from the fridge and you sit there and you go, Oh yeah, this is and, and your mind will will start working against you like a little army yeah. trying to stop you from getting up yeah. off that lounge. Yeah. And if you fall into that trap and you sit there and then you end up making some I guarantee you'll you'll feel like a degree of guilt and you over the long term yeah. that starts to become habitual. Yeah. So I think exactly what you're saying, you if you've got a place that's maybe like ours is where people can come here and they can get showered and they can sit around and they can, you know, chill out a little bit before training and whatever they want to do, catch up on their have on their coffee. social media, have a coffee. Do it. Don't don't give yourself the out. Yeah. If if that's the day where you've on your back to that routine, if your routine was that I was training this afternoon, there should be very few things that are going to stop you from doing yeah, that. That's right. Yeah. And I suppose on the flip side then, if you do not have that physical ability to train um, on that day, again, we're going to the structure of classes and stuff like that. Any jiu-jitsu gym has it. I'm yet to see jiu-jitsu gym that just runs classes every hour on the hour type thing. Um, it has to be that forward thinking that comes into play. If you have a whole day off and you know you haven't trained in four days, it's, you know, I mean, I've worked four afternoon shifts, two to two. To two. I mean, sometimes I can do that first morning class, and most of the time I will. But for whatever reason, I can't. You know, I've got you know. Again, everyone has stuff to do. Um, I will still make sure that I make it up on my days off. If I've got a clear day off, like today, for example, I came in ten a.m. class, I'm going to come back at night. All that stuff, I'm making up the classes to get more adequate training to get better. Yep. Because let's face it, it doesn't matter whether you want to enter competition to be a world champion or whatever it is. You do want to get better. You want to get better, of course. You know, I, you of know, course. I won't say his name. And and better should be for you, not not you, not. Don't measure yourself against the guy who's the phenom in the gym and go, oh, if I can't be that guy, I suck. And then you're basing that. Better for what's better than I was last week or the month before. Or yep. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I can I can use a you know mate of mine just started. Yep. And he was predominantly weights running, all that other stuff, and now he can't get enough of it. It's like, you know, it's like the Matrix. You take the blue pill or take yeah. the red pill, you know? Yeah. And he's now coming two a days. And through no... I just introduced him to it, you know? And he saw the benefits of it, and you do. You just see the benefits of this sport every time. And particularly when you then gain that heart of never having a bad day on the mat. Mm-hmm. And it becomes even like... Every day on the mat's drug, a good day, it? yeah. It becomes a super drug then because... yeah. I mean, you're then getting enjoyment out of something that's doing good for you already. So. What's well, burning? So, if, yeah, look at the physicality of it, right? It's making you stronger. It generally makes you more flexible. So it, much stronger. It makes it burns fat because of the amount of calories you burn. So you're actually keeping your heart and yeah. you're reducing your your visceral fat and all everything yeah. around you. You're basically making your body healthier. But then, just as important, maybe more important, then you look at like the physical aspect of how how clear your mind is when you're when you're really pushing yourself like that. But then it's kind of different to, like you said, your buddy was doing weights and running. It's a very different thing than when you come to jiu-jitsu and you actually have to sort of, it's it's like being at school, and this is not a, maybe not the best analogy because people hated school, but it's a school where you have to learn a skill, but it's a skill you want to learn, first right. of all, like getting to strangle someone That's to right. death is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for instance, we're learning how to strangle someone. You have to focus on what somebody's teaching you. You're learning that skill, but then you have to make your body create these shapes to replicate that. Yep. Not just write on the piece of paper oh, the answer is twelve. Yep. You actually, so yep. you're building these neurological pathways, and I think there's there's so many untold benefits that 
it's very hard to sort of summarize to somebody who hasn't trained and especially to someone that's doing shift working and then let alone if they're doing shift working in a, a physical altercation type environment if it's it's shock it should be like 80 percent of prison officers police officers fireys nurses it should be like 80 percent of those people are training not yeah. not the other way around where yeah. it might be what one percent like think, i think maybe not even being generous too yeah i mean you've got the you know the, the special units they're probably the only ones that are well i, I shouldn't probably blanket it like that there'll probably be bugs listening to this going you know fuck off i i train just as hard as anyone you know they probably do but 80 percent's probably being generous um it needs to change mm. it does it needs to change um and I mean I don't think I think it's such a it's such an enclosed group of people you know I don't want to relate it to like an army guy you know how they they say they go overseas and yep. they come back and they get shell shock and whatever mm. but it is kind of similar to that when it's a different subset of the world that the majority of society aren't um, open to other than maybe watching a show on TV or something you know like I've spoken to Purple Belt here, dick about it, and he says, you know, there's that need to always want to sit with your back towards the wall, and just little things that you don't realise that you're doing, mm. but it's just that you know these little things that creep in. Yeah. That you know. Yeah, they start to play. They can play with you. Definitely. Play with you. Yeah. And, I mean, but that, I think that's only a reason to to definitely want to make yourself more adept in defending yourself. You know, that's it, right. it, all those things. That's right. Even to the way you carry yourself and all that other stuff. Um, so you know, maintaining our focus on how to get around training. We talked about. So I'm saying sleep, sleep is paramount. Okay, sleep is number one. If if you if you're doing a job where you can only work and only sleep, you should quit that job today. Okay, so there should be some time outside of those periods of time, right? If you're doing jobs where you're working that many hours, where after you try to get yourself somewhere between seven to eight hours sleep, there is nothing left. Yep. You shouldn't do that job. It's not. It's going to kill you. Yeah, it will. And any uh, anyone that tries to convince themselves the money's good, the whatever, it's not going to mean anything when you're dead. No, that's right. Um, so there should be some extra time, and then it's how you use that extra time. That's what I think. Um, definitely, if you've got a family, you need to fit your family in there. But then for the, your family to have you operating how you should to give them the best version of you, you're going to have to have a period of time in there where you get out and do some. Obviously, some we're talking about jiu-jitsu training here today. Mm. So you know, I think I think routine. They need to set a route. You need to set a routine of the days that you must go to training. This comes back to what I was saying before, when I get a new guy come in and he's like, "Look, I can only train one day a week." I don't try to unpack his whole life there in the next conversation. What I do say is, look, you, you need to pick, you need, first of all, if you want to get good at this and getting good at it is what motivates you to keep doing it, like right. we just spoke about. Yeah. If you want to get good at it, you have to do it more than once a week. Yeah. Also, if you want to keep yourself alive as a healthy, functioning human being, you need to be training basically every day. So people who think I, I do a walk twice a week and I'm going to be healthy, that's just to fight it incorrect, right? So you need to be training quite regularly. And by training, I mean your heart rate getting spiked to a point where you're burning calories, you're red-faced. You're, that's the type of thing that's actually like... And a little off point from that too is nutrition. Um, how often do we see it? You know, the cop cars, highway patrol cars, at Maccas. You know, how often? Yeah. Social media will light you up when it comes to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Eat good foods, calories in versus calories out. Again, it'll all come down to this whole thing of, and it's preparation, it's time management. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that has come of this, like as impromptu as this has been, 
for me, looking back on myself, again, I'm not the best person mm. to talk, like always to talk about it, but I am living it. Yep. And uh, and look, time management. You do, you end up, I think you're getting a fairly good balance and you've got some, some shitty 12-hour shifts. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Time management is huge. So let's let's close out that routine thing on you need to have it set. So whether it's days, nights, you've got a routine you do. These are the sessions I can make. And if, if, if I can only make two morning sessions and you need to be training more, you know, that's where you're going to go for a run. That's where you're going to go. You can do some stretching. You're going to go for a swim, whatever it is. You're going to do something. Yep. That's going to be the thing. But, but the key is going to be that routine. If you're just using a machine gun approach of, I'll just work out each day. I feel like it today. I don't feel like it tomorrow. You won't, you won't keep yourself accountable. I think the step up from that is then habit. And I think I am slowly finding that now is, you know, I can, I can go away for two weeks and come back and automatically start it again because I've ingrained this into me enough now where I want to come back or it doesn't matter how good life away was I always want to come back here you know so I don't think there's been in the last 48 hours a time I've walked off the mat without yeah. having a huge smile on my face so well definitely- you've learned and that's just learned behaviour your, your body has learned that this makes you happy and healthy and strong and fit and, and the list goes on so you know if you're reasonably intelligent you go well what what position can I continue to put myself in to keep recreating that feeling that's right you yeah. know yeah. so routine sleep um, you, you said about nutrition I think that's a huge component so for um, you know for shift workers we train not just for training but just for life but it's it's you know I worked around a lot of really unhealthy guys eating horrible horrendous diets especially in their positions where they're like look I can't I can't take my food because I can't so I'm just going to take some noodles and, and I'm going to have some instant coffee or I'm just going to I'll just grab some Maccas or, or whatever you know like yeah. It's a surefire way to, to get yourself. Um... There's a fellow on Instagram, you know, people probably think he's a bit of a dickhead, but I really like his approach. Um, James Smith PT is, and he's got the most simple thing, and I like it for shift workers. And it's, if anyone listens to this and they are a shift worker, I would just start with something as simple as calories in versus calories out. Calorie yep. deficit. Mm-hmm. Just start with a calorie deficit. Get tricky with your diet when you get good at it. You know, whatever you feel works for you. I know there's a thousand of them out there, but mm. just calories in versus calories out. If you're an overweight person, yep. feeling a bit down, whatever, calories in, calories out. Keep it simple. Come and do some jujitsu, whatever it might be. Particularly if you know you're in that type of environment where you may need to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Time management. Um, you know, it's probably the the foundation of it, really. Time management and building and good habits. Yep. And you just you're just a better person for it. And then you find that you can have fun. You can have your bits of fun because. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. You you've still got to balance that, or else you're gonna. It's not it's not about having an imbalance, mm-hmm. but I think in people's minds they have a distorted view of what balance is. Right? Mm-hmm. They think I balance means I train say three days a week, and then I drink and get hammered the other three days of the week, and that's a balance. But that's not a balance. That's that's you have to be training most days. Yeah. To keep yourself operational. Yeah. If if you're if you're just thinking you're going to get by on just a little bit of a sporadic approach here and there, and and doing whatever I want, I think too many people want to give themselves a pat on the back for not doing enough. <laughs> and I often I tell the guys here, you didn't deserve that. You know, yeah. you know how you spent the whole weekend drinking. You didn't deserve that. No. You didn't deserve that. And maybe you did deserve it if you've been training hard and it's a one-off week and it's like someone's bucks party. Hey, that's life. Go for it. But if that's your if that's your regular. And your irregular is training five or six days a week. Now you're getting it. You're getting the balance wrong. Yeah, that's right. Now there might be people listening going, "I can't physically do five or six days a week." That's 
maybe that's that's right. You can do five or six days a week of some type of exercise, whether it's running around the block or coming to jiu-jitsu training. You know, um, you're watching your favorite TV show at night. Do push-ups during the ads. Oh, yeah, man. there's there's <laughs> yeah, like it's... there's there's ways around it. I think we just we all think we deserve something that we don't. Mm. So. And I think, unfortunately, for shift workers, it's just that little bit more difficult. But this is a conversation that really we can have with most people. It's not just shift, but we're trying to explain just coming from a point of experience and some of the, the, the downfalls that we've found. Mm. Um, but I definitely can't say enough that I think we need to prioritize sleep. Sleep, if you haven't slept, all the rest is relevant. If you've got a job where you can only work and there's not enough time for sleep and then anything else outside of that, that job is, is, not, that job is killing you. Yeah. So... It, anything if and there's not that many jobs that are like that to tell you the truth no um, even let's say you do a 12 hour shift 8 hours of sleep there's still 4 hours of time there external to sleep where you're going to be eating and, and you've got time to do some type and of activity and that's generous with your sleep too because that's not always obtainable it's not know? always obtainable yeah yeah. but I'm just saying like you know a, a goal should be 7 to 8 yeah a goal should be 7 definitely, to 8 definitely. Um, I can't stress enough the thing I see out of out of, out of out of shift workers, um, apart from their lack of activity, is their lack of sleep. That's their number one thing. And lack of sleep is just horrendous. So if you don't even listen to us about training from this podcast, if you go and buy that book, if you don't want to yeah. buy the book, get on Rogan's podcast. It's um, it's 11, 1118 or 11.17, the podcast number on Joe Rogan's podcast. The guy's name is Matthew Walker. And listen to it. And then if you're not interested, don't go forward. But if it doesn't spike your interest, I'll be surprised. And then just get the book and just pick from it what what it brings out for you, right? And the big thing it brings out for me is, you know, he goes into depth. He talks about how it relates to early onset Alzheimer's, all this. But, you know, the big thing you take is just there's a bunch of studies done where we need sleep. So this, this bullshit about... I got four, I got five, I'm okay, I'll be fine. Then the next night I got four, I got five. There's, there's like straight out information in there that'll say how those people responded so poorly physically and mentally on tests and examinations they gave them. So it's not just bro science, it's actually a real thing. So sleep, get your training in, get your routine happening, get a healthy diet going. If you need to knock off the calories initially, have the deficit like you're saying. Yep. If you've got to a point where you're comfortable with your weight and you're training well, just eat a... Eat a, eat a Eat a balanced diet. Like it doesn't have to be eating kale, kale shakes and and fucking carrot every day. Mm. Like um, I have ice cream. I have, but I I eat good more than I eat bad, mm. and I train where I'm burning so many calories that that the the, the, the bad stuff I do eat is kind of offset yeah. to a percentage. You know, it doesn't mean you can build your body on rubbish food if you're burning it off enough. That's not what we're saying. No. But there has to be a balance like all of it. Yeah. Um, those with families, you know, I can speak from the family aspect, definitely make time for your family. If you're finding your job is not giving you time to, by the time you've done your shift, if it then doesn't give you time to be able to sleep seven to eight hours and then be able to spend some time on yourself, meaning some type of physical training for probably around an hour, and then time to spend with your family, your job is killing you and is, is not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the hours we work are horrendous anyway. I think... I think even a 40-hour week is too much. And there's some really interesting studies worldwide into, um, you know, some of the Nordic countries where they do less hours and oh, well, some yeah, really interesting even, stuff. But Even the European countries with their siestas and stuff like yeah. that. So allow people to catch up. We're, yeah. We're so, so far behind in that aspect. You know, I just think we're, we're just in this mindset that that's just what I've got to do and I've just got to... And, and basically, people just work themselves into a grave. So, yeah, um, yeah look, 
I don't know if we've hit on everything, but I feel like we kind of hit. Maybe we've given some people some pointers. Is there anything else you want to mention? No, no. I think I, for five minutes of thought, I think that's pretty good, really. But yeah, um, routine, um, time management, nutrition, and yep. the biggest one, sleep. Yep. Reward your body with sleep, if mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. You know, your body will thank you for it. You'll train better. Mm-hmm. You'll want to make better choices. You'll be more alert. Yep. And I think then, if you flip it on its head, you'll be a better person at work too. So. I mean, if you're career-driven, I don't see how you can say no to any of this. Yeah. I think you might leave it at that, really. 100%. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. We're going to try to do some more regular podcasts. So um, if you're enjoying it, let us know. Share share the link for the the heat locker. And... um, you know, if we get people listening and it's something people want to hear from, if there's things that you want to hear us talk about, if there's a subject or anything like that, let us know and, and we'll try to go down a rabbit hole and it doesn't have to be about training, it can be whatever. But thanks for listening, guys. See you later.